We good? All right. Well, welcome to our Wednesday night service. We welcome all of you who are listening in and tuning in to us. Uh, my name is Pastor Tori Gann. I'm the senior pastor here at House of Power Outreach, along with my wife, Rita, Pastor Rita, who's co-pastor with me. And we are just blessed and honored to be here with you this evening and share a word with you uh, from the Spirit of God. And again, we love our church family. We speak in healing, restoration, and peace over the body of Christ. And, and we just thank God for His mercies are new every morning. Every day, God's mercies are brand new. And so we just are, are honored to be here with you and to share a word and, and just to enter into the presence of God. And, and we are thankful to God that He is always and will always be on the throne. I would like for you to first off, before we do anything else, to, to bow your heads in prayer with me. We want to just uh, open up in, in a word of prayer. Father, I just thank you for tonight. We thank you for the anointing and the presence of God. We thank you for a heavy anointing, Lord God. I thank you that yokes will be destroyed. Bondages will be broken in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, that bodies are being healed and restored. Lives are being saved and changed. And what the enemy meant for evil during this time, it's going to work for your good. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are more than enough, Father God, more than enough for me, more than enough for anyone, Lord God. Jesus, you are, all, you are our everything. And we thank you, Lord God, that we stand boldly and declare that my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could even ask or think, that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. And Father, I just thank you as we declare from the rooftop that our God is on it, our God is fixing it, and our God is doing it, that Father, we just stand in faith and stand in agreement that according to Psalms 45, 1, that my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. I will speak according to the word of God. And Lord, we thank you that we do so. I pray for everyone that is shut in and, and locked in, maybe physically sick or, or not. I just pray for uh, healing and restoration. I thank you for peace in homes. And Lord, that people will not feel trapped, but they will uh, just feel loved and reach out and love on one another and, and enjoy each other. If there's been any friction, I just speak peace over the house. I pray the blood of Jesus over doorposts and, and windows. And Father God, I thank you that the Lamb of God is free and from any death, sin, or sickness, Lord God. And we praise you. We honor you for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, we want to uh, welcome you to go to our uh, House of Power Outreach website at uh, www.hopochurch.org and, and look at all the different things and different ministries that we do. We also have a give button there where you can give uh, in many different ways to be able to support the ministry and, and all that we do and, and going out to help in other people and, and being a blessing. And we want to thank you for those of you who supported us uh, uh, during this time. We thank you for that and we just pray the blessings of God overtake you and, and just that it'll be not, not have room enough to contain it. And you are blessed and favored. We thank you uh, that anyone visiting our website, look at all the different ministries, all the different things that we offer that we want you to know that there is a place for you here at House of Power Outreach. And we welcome you someday whenever we can all get back out and fellowship together to come out. Feel the love and presence of God. I, I recently got to see one of our church members, and just to be able to hug her just, just was, a, was a blessing, and, and just that we are a loving church that love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and body. So with that being said, I want us to dive into the word uh, tonight about Jesus is worthy. Only Jesus could make man worth it. 
And it's because Jesus' worthiness that, uh, that, that makes us worth it. And because he's worthy, I become worth it. Revelations chapter 5 and verse 8 through 10, it says, When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, because you were slain, and by your... By your blood, you purchase for God those from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign upon the earth. It is great. I think one of the greatest things about the middle of that is that the prayers of the saints is that you sometimes when you pray, it may feel like, man, is my prayer doing anything? Let me tell you, it is effective. It is working. It is doing what God has said it's going to do, and you continue to believe, continue to walk in faith. And, and as it said there, that they just in a bag, the prayers that just went forth, that prayer is never wasted. Faith is never wasted. God always uses your prayer and always uses your faith. Jesus is the lamb that was slain. He was the only one worthy to die and purchase all of mankind from death and hell of eternity. Only Jesus could do that. And, and as he died and he was slain, all of us became available for eternity. We got the opportunity to accept God as our Heavenly Father. So Jesus is worthy is what makes us worth it. I, I can't begin to tell you that there are so many people that, that feel like they have no value, that they're that basically they feel worthless. Maybe things have happened to them in their life. But let me tell you something. And Jesus died for you because you're worth it. Because of your worth as a person, Jesus loves you. And he gave himself up so that you could live. So don't ever feel like you have been banished from the worth kingdom of the worth plan of God. You have so much value and you have so much good that Jesus laid down his life for you. Know that you're precious to God. Jesus um, Jesus, uh, worthy is the lamb that was slain. He's just so worthy. The death and resurrection of Jesus raised the value of man to come from, come before the father. And before then men couldn't come before God before then the priest had to enter in for men. But now once Jesus died and he opened that door that men could come before the father, it used to be, you had to have all these rules in place before you could go to God. But when Jesus died and paid the price, your value went up and now you could go before God. I think that is a blessing that I can just go straight to the throne room of God and, and submit myself to him and, and, and just proclaim and, and talk to him face to face. And, and that's the relationship God desires for us is to be able to go boldly before God, boldly to the throne room, not through a man, not have an avenue, not have a maps. It's one thing to how people agree with you, but you don't need a person to take you before God. you been given the authority when you accept Jesus to go straight into the throne room of God and, and, and make sure you take that on because God didn't want us leaning on man. God wanted us leaning on him and trusting in him. It is our greatest call to let people know they are not worthless and Jesus paid for them because he wants to be with them for eternity. That, that is, I mean, we need to let people know you are not 
worthless. I, it just the amount of people that have taken their own lives, and, and I've talked to many students who wanted to take their own life because they didn't feel like they were valued. They didn't feel like, man, I don't amount to anything. Why am I even here? Nobody even cares if I'm gone, and, and they, don't, they don't understand that there's a value there about them that, that no one can replace. God, there's no one else like them. There's no one else on this planet that's got the same features they have. God made them specifically for plan to be here on this earth. And we have to keep telling them and let them know that because that is a great message. Uh, in a book we're reading at Oswald Chambers in the book, What If? Uh, the words uh, unconquerableness is what he said. No power on earth or in hell can conquer the spirit of God in a human spirit. Yeah, man, once you put the two together, man, you think Reese's Pieces had to get a deal with peanut butter and chocolate. When your human spirit comes into plan and submit to the spirit of the living God, man, you become unconquerable. That means that then death can't destroy you. So while you're on this earth, you can do things above and beyond what your flesh thought it could do. In fact, the Bible says, indeed, the, the, flesh, it, the flesh is failing, but the spirit is willing. Or it says the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. Either way, no matter how you put it, arrangement, arrange it, God has strengthened you for such a time as this. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11 through 15. It says, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the, from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the, of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery that returns you to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship by whom we cry, Abba, Father. What a great adoption that Jesus took us in. And, and this is the, the, the greatest part of that. You don't have to just go by what your flesh says and what your flesh wants to do. You can speak to your flesh and declare that I'm, I'm greater than what's outside of me. And one of the statements that I read, and you say a lot, that a person with no inner life is a slave to their surroundings. Well, the reverse of that is true as well. A person with an inner life, especially with the Spirit of God, has authority over their their surroundings don't have to be enslaved and snared the things that used to catch people before used to catch you before when the spirit of God come inside of you is no longer taking you down because God is lifting you up you can be completely blessed that as you send your students out they don't have to bow to the peer pressure no matter how popular the ungodly stuff is your child can say there's something greater in me that helps me overcome that I'm with God I welcome you to come with me, but I'm not going to go there. We're going to go up. And that's a blessing when you give that to your kids to take on because we know we can't be there every, we can't be all the places with them, but the Spirit of God can. God's Spirit can go with them where you cannot go, and He will lift them up and be able to bless them and just carry on your prayers that you prayed over your children. So Jesus didn't die for us to, to fight to be saved in fact there isn't enough fight in us to get saved but accepting the fight that jesus did for us as a gift that is what gives access to salvation 
And when I accept the gift of God and salvation, that's the only way I can be saved. I can't do enough good works. I can't do enough great things to, to become saved. Jesus said it is a gift. Receive my gift. And therefore, as a gift, you receive it that you are to be saved that way. You cannot work yourself into heaven. You can receive the gift of God. He receives you into heaven. And then you respond to God with love and his love for you and y'all love on each other. He builds you in his relationship together. Our prayer and freedom are within our trust of God's spirit that raised Jesus from the grave and now dwells in us to lift us above strongholds. And now after you get saved, realize the rest of your body is still in this physical earth. And that means there are things that you're going to have attacks. You're going to get angry. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get all of that stuff. But one thing you can know that God has raised you up. You may be down tonight. You may be feeling depressed. You may be feeling like, man, you're incarcerated with this, having to be, having to stay at home and not being around others. But I pray that you will just speak this word in, in Romans 8, 11, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in your body. Pray for there to be a lifting, there will be a raising up. I like the, like the King James Version said, it'll quicken your mortal body. It means it'll make your body alive. And I pray that you come out of any form of sluggishness, pray that you come out of any form of depression that or oppression, that you'll be lifted up and the joy of the Lord will be your strength. You will be able to carry on and go forth like never before. Isaiah 53 and 4 and 6, and we, we always pray this over when we're praying healing and, and our main scripture. Jesus became sin so that we could walk in victory over sin. He became that sin so we could walk in victory over sin. He took upon all our sins, all of our sicknesses, all of our diseases. They were up on him so we don't have to carry them. And this is why that verse earlier says that we've been, we belong to Christ not to serve our flesh and not to serve things that are ungodly, but to serve the righteousness of God, to walk in that righteousness and be submitted to the spirit of the living God. He's given us victory. Jesus was pierced for the sins we knew were wrong. And I love it because a transgression is one you know that's wrong. And Jesus was pierced. He, when, when we did them, we knew they were wrong. And yet, Jesus paid for us anyway. By his stripes, you are healed from neglect, abuse, and generational curses. I believe that that is just uh, 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 when it says, by his stripes, you were healed. You come to Christ curses, generational curses are being broken. I, I believe that you come in and you may have a, maybe in your family there's a history of divorce, but you said, nope, we're going to end that now. This stops here. I'm going to be a, a man or person of integrity that I'm going to honor God when I make a vow that God is going to show me and help me how to sustain and be a blessing in my relationship. And God will do it. God will, God will bring you through because it's by his stripes. He, he was bruised so that you could be healed from the mindset that everyone in my family gets divorced or everyone in my family becomes alcoholics or drug addicts. Whatever the case may be, there is deliverance in the very spirit of God for you and for your family. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 31, uh, and verse 31 through 34 it says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 
He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him freely give us all things? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justified, who is there to condemn us. For Christ Jesus, who died and more than that was raised to life, is, of, is at the right hand of God, and he is interceding from, for us. That, that is a great, great blessing that if God is for us, who can be against us? And, and, and from, the, from the same book, that book, What uh, If, what if, what if is, is pregnant with infinite possibilities, right? It's biblically speaking, if is the conditional conjunction that turns God's eternal promises into our present realities. There's a, there's a reality that comes from believing the promises of God. And what if I just stop doubting and start believing? What if I took God's word and just lived it and believed it alone and refused to doubt, but believe with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body that my God can do this what if you know people usually use that what if because the possibility they take it negative what if I hadn't gone to this or what if I hadn't got caught up in this what if go back to this what if I stand in agreement with God all day long what if I stand up and declare that my God is on the throne he's gonna settle it uh, coronavirus whatever the thing is out there it is a name that must bow to the name of Jesus and what if we all just believe what if the entire body of Christ all over the world come together in agreement believing that this thing must end right now i believe that it will come to an end because our god is that big you take that what if and all the possibilities that it has within it and declare it and begin to live it like it is the most powerful and precious thing in your life. That, that Romans 8.31 tells us to go ahead and be what God has called us to be. And he will always be right there to confirm his word. Be what God called you to be. Be there. Be that. Be that. He called you righteousness. Be that. He said justification. Justification is just as if it never happened. Don't let the enemy accuse you. Don't be condemned. Be that righteousness. Be that saved. Be that person who can come to God and receive forgiveness. Be that person who can be a giver. Be that person who can encourage others and, and love on other, one another. Be that. If God called you, be that. Sometimes I have to, I have to scream out, uh, I am who God says I am, and you need to be who God says you are. You are that. You are God's child. You are a chosen priesthood, a, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. You belong to God. God says that's who you are. Don't let anyone call you something else. In fact, stop answering to anything else other than what the word of God says about you. It said about kids all the time. Kids are arguing. He called me stupid. What well, did you answer? Don't answer. Your kids are going to keep calling you what you answer to. You answer to, to, I'm a child of the most high God and that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. You have to sometimes do that for yourself because when things come against us, we start to identify ourselves with what's happening to us as opposed to the God that's within us. And the identity that we really need to have is about God who's within us. I am who God says I am. And then you draw the line and refuse to give up that spot to anything or anyone. Any reservations you may have had for doubt, let them know that Jesus has prepared a meal for you at the table. And those reservations are canceled. 
Quit, re- quit having reservations for one, like things are going too good, something bad is bound to happen. No, cancel those reservations and say, no, we're going to start a string, a streak of being a blessing to God and God being a blessing to me. We're going to start a streak of victory, of living in God's best, not looking over our shoulders for things to go wrong and things to go bad because I am with God and God is with me. I am his people uh, and he is my God. And you continually move forward with that and say, God has prepared a table for me. And that's one thing I talk about. I have a lot of things I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to almost all fruits. So whenever uh, there's been potlucks or people do things, I don't eat at those things because I don't know what's in the food. Well, I turn that around and start using it as a, as a, as a motivational speech tool that when, when for students, when they go to school and someone starts calling them names, calling them they're an idiot and they're stupid or something like that. And I just say, you just stop and tell them. You go, you know what? I ate before I came. My mother told me that I am blessed of God, that I'm a royal priesthood, that God loves me, and I am beautiful in the eyes of the, the glory of God, and there's nothing you can say to me about me, so I've already eaten, and you can't serve me your mess today, because I am full of what God says I am, and you can't feed me anything else, and then you just go on off and, and rejoice in God, because you are blessed. You give that to your kid. Give that to yourself some days, and, and begin to just say, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of eating what people say about me, and thinking about it all day and keep being upset about it no eat the word of god be blessed by the word of god and don't eat the other stuff don't eat junk food don't eat junky opinions about you eat the living god he rejoices he loves you he cares about you he says about your worth so those reservations cancel them in hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 says this let your conversations be without covetousness And be content with such things as you have, for he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I believe that one of the things that I've seen more than anything else is children who've been abandoned. And you don't understand, if you've never been around the drug culture and what, 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 people couldn't do to drag folks away from their children. The addictions of drugs and habits have done way worse. Those things, those chemicals have gotten in there and talked a great person into committing to them more than loving on their own kids. And so we got a generation that's been growing up, that's felt abandoned and left out. So this is the word for them in Hebrews 13, 5, that God will never leave you or forsake you. You don't have to wait for them to run off. Uh, Band with God's presence being with you forever and receive healing from being abandoned and sometimes we just have to be reminded that God is always going to be there God is always going to be he's not going to leave you maybe some people very close to you have left you maybe you didn't grow up with your father uh, and and maybe people that you trusted I, you know you can sometimes we begin to take up on the problems of those others had and they may have acted a certain way and we believe that it was all for our fault but no god says no i'm going to be here with you you are worth staying with and god is worth having you is worthy of having you so if you're worth staying with and god is worthy of having you whoever left you just missed out on a plan for god The mercy bank is never closed, and there are never insufficient funds. The supply of grace is always greater than the demand of sin. It's always greater. God's grace is greater. And as we get prepared to pray and and pray you out, I want you to know, if I don't, you know, get anything else, get us, get this, that you are worth it, that, that your value 
is existing in the presence of God. And it goes up because he went down. As you bow your heads, I'm going to pray and for you to receive all of this word. Father, we just pray. I thank you in the name of Jesus that, Lord, that you are surrounding the heart and emotions of people. I pray, Lord God, that they surrender their hearts, surrender their emotions, surrender their decisions, surrender all that they are trying to be and say, God, I cannot do this without you. I've tried. I've done everything I know to do, but, Lord, I seem to be coming up short. Help me. And, Lord, as they give themselves over to you, as we give ourselves over to you, Lord, direct and guide us. Guide us, Lord God. I pray for hearts to be filled, knowing that God says you're worth it. You're valuable. You're not wasted. You're not too old. You're not uh, out of the loop. God has a plan for you and a blessing for you. He loves on you. He cares for you. And you are completely in his eyes at all times. I pray for those of you who may not know Jesus. I pray that you receive him into your heart. The Bible said if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus died and he rose on the third day, that you would be born again. I pray that you receive that grace so that the same spirit I've been preaching about and talking about, that you'll receive it and, and begin to be lifted up, begin to be restored. I pray that if you've already received Christ and you're just struggling in your walk, I pray that Romans 8:11 becomes alive in you like never before. You begin to receive. Maybe there's an addiction. Maybe there's something going on. I pray that verse 11 begins to rise up in you and you said if it raised up Jesus and it dwells in me, it can raise me up from the current situation that I am in. I thank you, Lord God, for blessing people as they begin to receive and we begin to walk in all that you have for us. We declare that our land is here and dealing with saints who are lifted and got the same spirit of God. We bless you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and we will see you next time.